Thank you for listening to Temporary Circumstances. I'm your host, Alina Sowers, a licensed professional counselor in Ohio. And I'm your co-host, Cora Mayfield, a licensed professional clinical counselor in Ohio. In this podcast, we will discuss many uncommon topics on all matters mental health. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to assess, diagnose, or treat a mental illness. For those services, please contact your local mental health provider. We're going to focus on opioid use disorder today. There are many other disorders in this class, so we are talking about other substance-related and addictive disorders here as well. They pretty much all follow the same guidelines for diagnosis. It may vary some, um, but those other disorders in this class are your alcohol intoxication, withdrawal, uh, nicotine use, caffeine-related disorders, cannabis use disorder, uh, hallucinogen-related disorders, inhalant-induced disorders, stimulant use disorders, and more. But for the purposes of today, we wanted to focus on this particular disorder because of the ongoing epidemic in America right now, and especially in Ohio where we live. Um, So the opioid epidemic started around the late 1900s when the medical community deemed certain narcotic medications to be safe. However, we later learned that they are highly addictive, and as a result, we are now struggling with this epidemic. Now, these are substances that work in the nervous system or the body, uh, and they work with specific receptors in the brain to reduce the intensity of pain. According to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, in 2017, more than 47,000 Americans died as a result of an opioid overdose, including prescription opioids, heroin, and illicitly manufactured fentanyl, which is a powerfully synthetic opioid. That same year, an estimated 1.7 million people in the United States suffered from substance use disorders related to prescription opioid pain relievers, and 652,000 suffered from heroin use disorder. So opioid use disorder in particular is characterized by a problematic pattern of use that leads to clinically significant impairment or distress. Uh, And we can see that in a variety of different ways. So the opioid could be taken in larger amounts or over a longer period of time that was intended. Could be that there is a persistent desire or unsuccessful efforts to cut down the substance or control the substance use. A great deal of time is spent on activities that are necessary to obtain the substance, uh, use it, or recover from its effects. There's also cravings. So that's your strong desire or urge to use the substance. Often there is recurrent use that results in failure to fulfill major role obligations at work, school, or at home. But despite that, and sometimes despite interpersonal problems that are caused or made worse by the effects of the substance, individuals do continue to use. Sometimes individuals will also continue to use their substance of choice, even if it leads to a physical or a psychological problem that's likely to have been caused by the substance. And then other signs could be tolerance and withdrawal. 
as we discuss these substance use disorders, it's not just the disorder itself. We do categorize them by mild, moderate, or severe, and and that's based on the number of symptoms that we see. So our Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, it does say that opioid use disorder includes signs and symptoms that can reflect uh, compulsive prolonged self-administration of the substance, but it could be used for a legitimate or for no legitimate medical purpose. So it's possible that there was another medical condition present that did require opioid treatment to start with, or just that, that there was a condition that, that required that treatment. But what happens is the individual usually has a hard time in excessively using the substance. So using greater dosages than they should or for a longer amount of time than is needed for the medical condition. People who have an opioid use disorder can acquire opioids in a couple of different ways. One's purchasing from a legal market, also obtained by physicians by falsifying or exaggerating the general medical problems or receiving simultaneous prescriptions from several physicians. This is more difficult now because we do have a lot of, with HIPAA, there's a lot of record sharing between entities, electronic record sharing, but it, it still occurs. Healthcare professionals with opioid use disorder exist and they'll often obtain opioids by writing prescriptions for themselves or by diverting opioids that have been prescribed for someone else. Most individuals with an opioid use disorder have a significant level of tolerance and will experience withdrawal and abrupt discontinuation of opioid substance. And according to the DSM, the 12-month prevalence rate of opioid use disorder is approximately 0.37% among adults 18 years and older. This may be an underestimate because of the large number of incarcerated individuals with really any substance use disorders out there, Uh, but rates are higher in males than in females. According to the DSM, there's a similar risk generally observed for all substance use disorder, but opioid use disorder is associated with a heightened risk for suicide attempts and completed suicides. Particularly notable are both accidental and deliberate opioid overdose. And a, a lot of times, unfortunately, this actually has to do with that tolerance that people build up to the substance. And what happens is someone may build up that tolerance and but maybe they haven't used in a couple of days and then they think they can go back to using the same amount of that substance as they did before and that's where an accidental overdose might happen of course there could also be you know if you're acquiring the the prescription illegally it could not even be an opioid like you think you're taking one um so there could be other reasons for that accidental overdose as well. One of the problems that we've seen here in Ohio is that people obtain heroin and that's not the only thing that's mixed in with it. There might be fentanyl also mixed in. Um, So they're unaware of what they're actually taking, end up taking too much and it requires immediate medical intervention. Right.
So according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, this is statistics from 2016 to 2017 over about that span of one year. So roughly about 21 to 29 percent of patients prescribed opioids for chronic pain misused them in that year. Between 8 and 12 percent of people using an opioid for chronic pain develop an opioid use disorder. About 4 to 6 percent who misuse prescription opioids transfer at some, transition at some point to heroin. About 80 percent of people who use heroin first misuse prescription opioids. And the CDC states that nearly 841,000 people have died since 1999 from drug overdose. Over 70% of drug overdose deaths in 2019 involved an opioid. Overdose deaths involving an opioid include prescription opioids, heroin, synthetic opioids like fentanyl. They've increased over six times since 1999. And in Ohio specifically, the Ohio Health Department, the Ohio Department of Health states that in 2007, unintentional drug poisoning became the leading cause of injury death in Ohio, which surpassed motor vehicle crashes for the first time on record. This trend did continue through 2019. In 2019, 4,028 people died of unintentional drug overdoses which was seven, a 7% increase over 2018. Fentanyl was involved in 76% of overdose deaths in 2019, often in combination with other drugs. And that percentage was up from 73% in 2018, 71 in 2017, and 58 in 2016. We don't have the rates yet, or we haven't seen the, the outcomes of the, of the research so far from 2019, but I imagine it's probably safe to assume that those numbers have gone, high, have gone up even higher since then. We also don't completely know how the pandemic has affected opioid and substance use disorders, but with the with the with the way things have gone and with people losing jobs and losing connections but still having some income it's probably safe to assume that the fight against opioid use disorder has been difficult over the pandemic so as far as treatment goes there are many different treatment options out there for someone who struggles with any addiction so it, typically treatment varies, but it does include discontinuing the drug or the substance that's used. There are some medications such as methadone that can help alleviate symptoms of withdrawal or cravings. Therapy is helpful. Uh, pairing medication with therapy tends to be really helpful for people as well. Uh, as far as therapy goes, we do have inpatient and support groups that we see a lot of success with as when it comes to substance use disorders. There's a lot of programs available, and, and a lot of times it is about finding the one that fits your needs and that you that resonates with you the most. But as Alina mentioned, there's inpatient. There's intense outpatient, there's partial hospitalization, there's ongoing outpatient counseling, and of course, support groups such as AA and NA. 
If you or someone you know struggles with a substance use disorder, please reach out for some help. Thanks for listening to Temporary Circumstances. Find us on Instagram and leave us a review wherever you found us. We'll be right back.